0: thank you Holy Spirit father thank you for your word that is able to save our souls thank you for your word that will give us a place among your saints thank you for your word that overcomes every work of the enemy and brings life to us our hearts are open Lord our, the ground of our hearts ready to receive that wonderful word let our hearts be good grounds that it may bring forth fruit. I pray for every life that is present here that under the power of the Holy Spirit may we be hearers may we hear what we must hear and may we understand Holy Spirit have your way have your way in our midst in your own special way we thank you for your presence and we thank you for your own leading of us in this gathering let healing come to our bodies let healing come to our inner man let healing come to our souls i pray for every person that is depressed our lord in the name of jesus by the power of the holy spirit that cloud of darkness be lifted up in jesus name and let bright clouds be formed over the life of this person I give you praise. I give you honor. And I say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. I will be sharing the word of God with you from this book. Now, the title Seven Great Principles is I first heard it in nineteen ninety. How old were you? Nineteen ninety. When I heard this message, it made me a stable Christian. Because I was a Christian who is born again, but you know what I talk about? I was like you. You will have even the privilege of being bussed to church. In my time, there was no bussing to church. So if you decide you are not going to church, it means you are not going to church. There was nobody to force you but center leader to mobilize you. So you either go to church or you backslide and backslide fully. But by the grace of God, somebody invited me to this church and I decided to go. And the message I heard the pastor preach is this message, seven great principles. And at that time, it was seven great principles of salvation. That says that man is a spirit. He has a soul. And he lives in a body. Then the second one is that the spirit of the saved man is righteous and truly holy. The third one is the spirit of an unsaved man, is dead and desperately wicked. The fourth one is that after you are saved, your mind is still the same. It must be renewed. The fifth one is after you are saved, your mind is open to all kinds of thoughts. You must control it and i think the sixth one is after you are saved come again no that must be early after you are saved your spirit is a newborn baby it must grow and the seventh one are forgotten it's written here don't worry But I'm just telling you what I learned in 1990. But it made me a stable Christian. The, The two portions that really affected me is that after you are saved, your mind is still the same. It must be renewed. Now, it was there that I realized that unless you renew your mind, your salvation will not profit you. Hallelujah. Okay, you decided to put off the light to save some electricity. I thought it was as calm that is what time is the load shedding? At twelve. Please get the generator ready. It's ready. Okay. It's also a type of environment to be where the power goes off intentionally, not by mistake. Anyway, let me maintain my message. So, it really made a big difference to my Christian life. That my mind must be renewed. And that after I'm saved, my mind is open. Because every preacher preaches from a book. The only difference is that they don't show you which book they preach from. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's no preacher. There's no preacher. You can't become a preacher if you are not a reader of books. A reader of the Bible, a reader of books that explains the topic, the subject you, that you want to preach on. So the good preachers are also good readers of books. You can't be a preacher. Without reading from books, so don't be put off because I'm showing you the book. The mistake I made is to let you know the book, but I wouldn't call it a mistake. You are the one that must change your thinking, Amen. and don't have an attitude that oh, because it's preaching from a book, it's not powerful. The most powerful things are not with the bank. The most powerful things. You don't hear a loud noise. Hallelujah. Amen. So, today I want to preach on the subject that once you are saved, you must be ready to experience the supernatural. Amen. When you are saved, your life becomes supernatural. Let me say it again. When you are saved, your life becomes supernatural. What did I say? Now, if you can understand and receive this in your heart, number one, certain mistakes or certain deceptions can no longer operate in your life. You see, before you are saved, your life is natural. In other words, your life is what can be seen. All that has to do with your life can be picked up by the five senses. That's that's your life. The five senses become very important or are very important to you when you are natural or before you are saved. After you are saved, Your life is more than the five senses. In other words, your salvation, the day you stand to say, I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I believe that he's the Son of God. I also believe that he's the promised Messiah who has been sent to come and save us. And I believe in his death and resurrection. And I believe in the shed blood that has washed and that will keep washing my sins away. I believe that through his blood, I have access to God directly. You see, the day you stand to believe all these things, your life enters, transforms from a natural life to a supernatural life. What it means is that you must stop, number one, you must stop evaluating your life in the natural sense. Because you see, evaluating something that is supernatural in the natural sense, you would always get it wrong. You will evaluate it wrongly. Let me say this again. Evaluating something that has a supernatural component in the natural you would evaluate it wrongly. So you will say your life has failed when in fact your life is actually on the rise. The, the only reason you are able to be depressed based on the analysis of your life is because you evaluated your life naturally. oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. If you didn't hear anything, just hear this. That when you are born again, when you are born again, your life is no longer natural or your life is no longer without a supernatural component. Your life is supernatural. So if you can evaluate your life both in the natural and in the supernatural realm then you can get a good evaluation of your life and come to a correct conclusion i hope you're understanding it because not understanding this makes us first of all not do what needs to be done and makes us draw wrong conclusion many of you people many of young people you give yourself to drugs and things and other foolish things because you are evaluating your life naturally but you see when you start evaluating your life for what it is especially after you are born again you will not draw the conclusion you are drawing I hope you understand what I'm saying. So from today, when you are depressed, just ask yourself, on what level have I evaluated my life for me to be depressed? Did I evaluate my life in the natural realm or did I evaluate my life in the supernatural realm? Because after salvation, your life is supernatural. Why am I saying what I'm saying? Because Jesus said it. John chapter 3 because jesus said it that's why i'm saying it i'm not saying anything of my own i'm just telling you what jesus said but i'm saying it in english so that you can hear it because jesus spoke in the uh, 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 the hebrew language oh did jesus speak english no John chapter 3, verse 8. Is a computer also taking his time? The screen. Oh, okay. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is everyone born of the Spirit. Please, can you kindly write it in English for us? Because this winds and cans. Do you like it? (laughs) The wind blows wherever it wants, just as you can hear the wind, but can't tell where it comes from or where it's going. So you can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. Give us another version. No, just 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 to see. The wind blows where it wants. You hear the sound it makes, but you can't tell where it comes from or where it's going. It is the same with everyone who is born through the spirit. It is the same. In other words, in other words, you see, when a person is born of the spirit. The person, you, you, you can't tell what the person is. You can see the person, yes. You can feel the person's things. But you, you, it's like a person born of a spirit becomes unpredictable. A person born of a spirit cannot be weighed and say this is the value of it. Because you are supernatural. The supernatural component of you is your reborn spirit. And the Bible says that they that are led by the spirit, they are the sons of God. So if, if you are born again and you become a child of God and you are led by the spirit and no longer led by the flesh, how can we use the flesh and the natural happenings to predict that you are a failure or you are a pass? Yes, this is what I am naturally at this point. But what are you at this point supernaturally? I hope you're understanding what I'm saying. And even you yourself, you don't know. You, you see, you can't, once the supernatural component is present in you, you can't evaluate your life. You can't. It is only God who can evaluate your life. So, so on what basis are you saying, I have failed? On what basis are you saying i'm good for nothing on what basis are you saying things are not working is there anybody here who can hear what i'm saying your duty your duty is just to follow Your duty is just to follow. And see what the one you are following or the one who is leading you. See where you are being led to. Because yes, you can see physically what is there, but you can't see spiritually what is there. It is as your spirit grows, and as your spirit matures, that you hear more and see more than is visible to the natural eye. But until then, until then, you can't say that your life is good for nothing. You can't say. And most of us, unfortunately, don't actually develop the aspect of us that will enable us to even have the right assessment of ourselves now you see when you look at somebody like paul unless he was spiritual many of the journeys he embarked on he would have deemed it a failure because how can you have a dream and see a vision of a man standing over in Macedonia calling you to come over to us and then your entry of the city the welcome address the welcome celebration is beating how do you explain it I said how do you explain it but you see you have to be a man of the spirit to go beyond what has happened to you naturally to what is happening spiritually I hope you are here with me so today i just want to mention some of the principles i'll just mention all of them and talk on each of them depending on what the spirit says as you say amen. amen so i'm i'm just showing you the book so that the reason why i show you the book is so that you can get and read so that you can get and read also and hear what the Lord will want you to hear in person. Because some of you as I'm preaching now, there's a boy who has sent a text and you have read it in church instead of keeping your phone off. And he, he has distracted your mind. So you are not hearing what I'm saying. Amen. Good. So principle number one is that after you are born again, it is after you are born again, you will experience the supernatural, the miraculous and the extraordinary. That is, that is your life. That, you see, that is what is slated for your life. The experience of the supernatural. The experience of things that it can only be explained that this one, it has to be God. That's that's what your life is meant for. I said, that is what your life is meant for. The day you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you are born again. Your life is slated. Like the, the events of your life, the occurrences of your life are going to be supernatural, miraculous, wonders. Oh yes. Things, your life will turn out in the way that when somebody stands back and watch you, they say, "This one, it has to be God. It's not man work." How you be delivered from evil? Where surrounded, or I mean, around you, are all evil things, and yet none of them will be able to touch you. None of them will be able to change your course. I say, so how come everybody is like this? How come you are so different? The reason is that you are supernatural. Amen. I said you are supernatural. Amen. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's because you got born again. You are no longer just this flesh that is walking around with emotions and feelings. But now there is a spiritual component of you that takes you from a natural realm to the supernatural realm. Yeah. That is why Jesus said that John the Baptist, among them that are born of women, there's nobody greater than John the Baptist. But the lowest person in the kingdom of God, the lowest person in the kingdom of God is greater than John the Baptist. Because John the Baptist was not, doesn't have the supernatural component about him. Because he wasn't born again. As in terms of, because he baptized Jesus into ministry. And he died before Jesus left. So but God has his own way. He knows. Don't ask me. So if he's not born again, is he going to heaven or not? Stop that. Stop that basic question. Please, please, stop, stop it, stop it. I'm talking about something more sensible. Stop it. Because I, I just felt that's the question you wanted to ask me. But Jesus said. Of the people in the kingdom of God, the lowest person is greater than John the Baptist. Because the lowest person is still a supernatural life. A person born of a woman is not supernatural, it's natural. But a person born of God, born of the Holy Spirit, is supernatural. And I want you to emphasize this dimension of you. And I mean, you must be conscious of it. Because that would then dictate what you accept and what you reject. So that when Satan wants to just make you live your life as if you are a natural person, all that there is of you is this flesh. You remind him that I'm more than this flesh. How can you make me always living for the pleasure of this flesh when I'm more than this flesh? It's It's almost like making me live my life as if my toenail is the only thing that I live for. Because Satan will be very happy to focus you and focus your mind on the most irrelevant aspect of you. Which is your flesh. And majority of human beings are concerned about their flesh. Majority of human beings are concerned. But you see, your understanding that this encounter with Jesus has transformed me from being a natural person whose concern is about the flesh. Are you with me? to a person whose concern is about actually the spirit. Hallelujah. I, I hope you understand this. Because you see, most of us don't understand our salvation. You think that salvation means that you belong to Lighthouse. No, no, no. I said no. And it's time you take your salvation for what it is. It's time you take your salvation for what it is and begin to give it attention and explore it. Because you see, if you can understand that being born again, you are supernatural. You would now concentrate on the supernatural dimension of your life. And that is when you begin to see the many miracles of your life will have knowledge that is supernatural you will know things that is not things you read from a book you will know things yes the reason why it looks so strange to you is because you have not explored it you have not developed you are not giving it attention I mean, sometimes when you talk to doctors, it looks like magic. How can you tell me I have this disease when I just told you that, oh, I was just coughing and I have some small patch on my skin? How can you make such a conclusion? Because the reason why he can make such a conclusion, is he has concentrated so much on that aspect of the body and the mani- different manifestations of things that when he sees one, two, he can tell you the rest. Oh, yes, he can tell you the rest. That's because he's giving himself to it. So you think it's just a cough or you think it's just a patch on the skin. I can tell that no, this one, this patch you see here is coming from inside. Oh, but doctor, I just have one patch here and another similar one here. The fact that they are similar and the fact that they are on the same place tells you that it's coming from inside. Well, he has studied it. He's giving himself to study. So just one, two, he understands it. It's the same way. If you give yourself to the supernatural, you will begin to know more things. You begin to understand. So what happens is that the lies of Satan loses its power to work on your mind. Amen. You see, the, the understanding of Paul that he's a supernatural being is what made him evaluate himself and said in I think 2 Corinthians, is it 10, 5 or so, 10, 4. He said, While we look not at things that are seen, but at things that are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporary, but the things that are not seen are eternal. Get, get me that verse. Is it 2 Corinthians? 5? Is it 10, 5, or 5? Is it 1st or 2nd? It's 2nd Corinthians. 418. 418. Thank you. He said, while we look not at things that are seen, but at things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. But the things which are not seen are eternal. And you see, the reason why he made this statement was that there has been a suffering, there has been a difficulty. Verse 17, he says, our, "Our light for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. And we are able to evaluate these natural occurrences for what they are. That is just like a passing cloud. But you see, when you don't understand and you have not developed the supernatural component of your life, you see, you tend to think that passing clouds are actually ceilings. Yeah, that's what you, that's what a natural person does. You always evaluate temporary things as permanent. That's what it's out. Now, there's a ceiling over my head. Because one moment it was dark. The next moment, there's light. But you describe clouds that are moving as things that are permanent. And therefore, it makes you turn back where you should, when you should stay. It makes you stop going when you should, be, you should continue moving. But I see a change coming into your life. I said, I see a change coming into your life. I don't know why I feel strongly that we need to get this fact into us. That you are a supernatural being from the day you got born again. You may be in this flesh, but you are a supernatural being. Your life is a supernatural life. And therefore, believe God and walk in it. Amen. Good. Let me just see how far I can go with just mentioning the points. I pray that the Lord would impart to your spirit this truth in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good. The next thing is that after you are born again, you must believe in God. You must believe in God in order to experience the supernatural life. You see, in the absence of your belief in God. How about pastor? I believed in God. That's why I received Jesus. Yes. But you must continue to believe in God every day and every moment of your life. I said you must continue to believe in God every day and every moment of your life. You see, Martha and Mary... Believed God. They believed Jesus. They received him. He honored Jesus because of who he is by pouring her precious ointment and wiping his feet with the hair. But you see, in that moment when they needed to believe God and to believe Jesus. When Jesus gave them instruction, they explained why this instruction is not the way to go. And many of us, there are moments when we believe God. But there are also moments when we don't believe God. Because the instructions that are given doesn't comply with our natural sense. That is why I'm saying that understanding that you are a supernatural being that is in in motion in this physical body and that your life is supernatural would make obeying simple instructions easy. Because if it is an instruction from the word of God, no matter how natural it looks and how it goes against natural sense, believe it. Jesus said to Martha, Roll the stone. Roll what? Ah. Seriously? Look. We buried him four days ago. Four days ago. It won't work. No, no, no. You see, it would have worked if I had had a scholarship and I got the course I wanted to get. Then I'm likely to prosper. But now that I've not been able to do all those things, it's late. No. You see, supernatural things supersedes natural laws. You see, the natural law is that when you die, without being refrigerated, without being having things that prevents the decay. Decay sets in, especially when the temperatures are high in a place like the Middle East. Decay sets in very fast. So, four days is a lot for decay to occur. But you see, you are not dealing with a God that is limited by the natural things because the natural things that you see came from things that are not seen. You see, the natural thing that you see came from things that are not seen. So, that power is still present with the God who has loved you. So, everything can fall apart. But he has the ability to put everything together again without collecting the pieces. You see, you are thinking that, ah, one piece fell there. One piece fell that side. So how are you going to have them? He has the ability to call what you need out of nothing. I hope you understand what I'm saying. He has the ability to call. So stop evaluating according to your natural senses. He says, just roll the stone. At least roll the stone so that we can all see that it's rotting. And see what is next. But don't evaluate your God by the natural limitations and things. Because your God is beyond the natural limitations. My God is beyond the natural limitations. So don't, when he says do this, just do it. I hope you are hearing me. Because you see, though we are supernatural, most of the things we have to do are natural. That's that's the amazing thing. Though we are supernatural, most of the things we have to do are natural. So unless you believe God, that it is God who is speaking, it is God who is instructing me, it is God who is saying that the way to live here on earth is to do A, B, C, D. Unless you believe God, you will not experience the supernatural. But I see you experiencing the supernatural. I said, I see you experiencing the supernatural. In Jesus' name. After you are born again, you must become obedient to experience the supernatural. It's almost the same point. You believe God, you do what he says. I said, you believe God, you do what he says. So, if he tells you that in any difficult situation where there's hurt, And where there's pain, he expects you to forgive. Just forgive. If he tells you he expects you to love, just walk in love. Just do it. Unfortunately, most of us don't. And you agree with me. Hallelujah. Most of us don't. But I see you becoming an obedient child of God. I said, I see you becoming an obedient child of God. Amen. The fourth point is that you must press your way into it. In other words, you must, you need to. You are supernatural. But there's resistance. There's opposition in this life. So if you sit and don't force to experience it, you will not experience it. And you will not experience it not because you were not meant to experience it. But it's because you didn't force. You didn't press hard. Most of us don't press into things. I said most of us don't press into things. I said most of us don't press into things. I said most of us don't press into things. I said most of us don't press into things. You know, one day, recently, I had I couldn't find my key to the front door of the house. I don't know what happened. It fell off or something. So, And when I went home, there was nobody in the house. I could enter the house because I had a remote to the gate. But I realized that I didn't have the key through the main door. But I had the key through another door. But to enter that door, I need to be able to have access to another door that was supposed to be locked. So, I sat there. And I said, oh, I didn't have the key. But then I heard in my spirit, check the other doors. I said, ah, but those doors are normally locked, so why should I check? So I went, I tried the first one, it was locked. When I got to the second one, when I tried it, I discovered it was not locked. So I gained access to the place which I have the key. The place which I had the key was locked. The place which I didn't have the key was not locked. <laughs> yeah, but you see, the only reason I was able to enter the house, because otherwise I would have had to, I would have had to wait for about six to seven hours. Because the people had gone to church. And when we go to church, we go to church. <laughs> you get it? When we go to church, we go to church. So, I would have had to wait outside for six to seven hours. I could have stayed in the car because I was not ready to drive to wherever anybody was to collect the key. So I could have stayed in the car. But it was, it would have, it's nicer in the bed than in the car. So I did not accept to stay in the car. And I went and I tried. The first door was locked. The second door was not. It granted me access to the place which is locked. But I have the key. And I opened And I went to just do what I needed to do and even had time to read and everything. Now, what I'm trying to say is that many of us are not forceful enough to experience our dreams. And when I say forceful, I don't mean you must be kicking everybody. That's not the forcefulness I'm talking about. The forcefulness I'm talking about is you keep on... Attempting to overcome what is attempting, what is overcoming you, or what is hindering you. Do you get it? So it's like this door is locked, which, which, which is the next door. You, ne- you never get tired because you have believed that you will see what is yours. Jesus said, Since the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffereth violent but the violent. Take it by force. You see, the law and the prophets were unto John since the time, since that time the kingdom of God is preached, and everyone presseth into it. You see, everyone pressing into it's not like there's a physical barrier, but there's a mental barrier. There's a mental barrier. I said, there's a mental barrier that is keeping you out of what is for your life. If you can rechange the way you think and start thinking differently, you will overcome, you will press in. Amen. Most of us are not experiencing what is earmarked for our lives because of the mental barrier that we have met. That we are not overcoming it by renewing our minds. Some of us just the presence of another color makes us to begin to see ourselves inferior and lose confidence so that a child of that color is put over us to control us just because we are not exhibiting confidence enough no 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 you are no less inferior than the your other colleagues no matter their color you must never think of yourself as lower no you are not because it's not like they have three eyes and you have two. do no, everything is the same and so far the color even of the brain the architecture of the brain is the same So how can you let the outside skin color, that can be changed? And that is even sometimes changed by other people. How can you let that limit you? But you see, it's the same thing. The kingdom of God is preached and everyone presses into it. That's when I I asked a question, I think some days, some few days ago, that how come the cost of my salvation is the same as yours? You don't believe it? How much blood of Jesus was used to wash my sins and how much blood of Jesus was used to wash your sins? Jesus had to die for my sins. Did he have to sleep for you? So, listen, if the cost of our purchase is the same, how come some people are working more in the privileges of being born again and you are not? The only reason is because you have not entered into the doors that you must enter in. You have not forced your way. You, you sit down and say, Bishop, it's not me. Who is it? Who is it? It's me. It's me. I'm the one keeping you there. It's not me. It's you. Because it's not like after I got born again, my flesh was removed and given a new flesh. It's the same flesh. It's used to what it's used to. And it does what it is meant to do. Everything that you do, I do. Yes, everything that you do, I do. Do you eat? <laughs> when you see a girl with certain beautiful features, does it stir you up? It also does for me. Come again? Now, wh- why do you think mine has stopped? <laughs> now, why why do you think mine has stopped? Did God tell you that mine has stopped? So why are you, why are you thinking that mine has stopped? Ah, uh, you don't know, but you are thinking. Look, everything is the same for everybody. What makes one experience more than the other is the willingness of one person to press in until they have experience. But otherwise, the barriers, the obstacles that you have is the same barriers and obstacles that I have. The barriers and the obstacles are the same thing. There's nothing... Don't mind any preacher that gives you an impression that since they are now pastors, all those feelings are gone. It's not true. They are not gone. They are alive. They are there. They are there. They are there. there. Nothing goes away. The only time they'll go away is when the body is dead. Nothing goes away. I hope you understand what I'm saying. The only difference between your feelings and my feelings is because you are a female and your hormones are different and my hormone is different. But get me any the brother, we are the, same. We, are the same. we are the same. We are the same. No matter how much I preach, no matter whether I preach holding the mic with my legs or whatever it is, it's the same. Nothing has changed. You see, sometimes church members don't like it when you tell them that you are just like them. That's why we don't say it. But the truth is that we are like anybody else. But it is our willingness to press into the power of God is what makes The, the willingness to press and not allow what is trying to hinder us. To hinder us. That is why Paul said that in as much as I'm a preacher, in as much as I have experienced Jesus, in as much as he has spoken to me clearly and commissioned me where to go and giving me revelations and all those things, I still have the duty of understanding that there is something that will try to oppose me experiencing the supernatural power of God. I have to do something about it. I just have put it under ropes and ties. when he said I keep my body under I keep my body under I keep my body under or I keep under my body and I bring it into subjection to my spirit I have to control it because there is a place to go and it is becoming a hindrance even though it's my body so I have to put in measures that make sure that it's locked up and made to be obedient that's it because there's a journey to go I said there's a journey that I have to embark on there is a destination that I must arrive at So you have to press into what is yours you know in in a country I know they say thing for you never lost it's not true in other words when the thing is yours it will never be lost if you like leave your cell phone if you like leave your cell phone I said if you like leave your cell phone in certain places and see whether it will never be lost Go and buy it, have the receipt, and everything is yours, paid for it, and leave it and see whether it will not be lost. You have to put in, you see, it's yours, but you have to press into it. You have to learn the skills of how to press into your destiny, how to press into that which God has prepared for your life. Don't sit around and say, oh, God will do it. God has done it. Satan is stopping it from showing. So you have to learn how to kick Satan out of the way so that you have the manifestation of what God has done in your life. Some of us are stopped into pressing into our destiny, into our supernatural life just because of laziness. How? How can you let laziness stop you from having a good life? A life that is beautiful, a life that is nice. Amen. Amen. Great. I'm just rounding up. The fifth point is that after you are born, you must be led by the Spirit. You see, the supernatural works are done by the Holy Spirit. So He has to lead you into them. So, you see, clearly, we can see, we can identify these simple truths and therefore what it demands of us. So, for example, after you are born again, you must be led by the Holy Spirit into your supernatural life, into the supernatural things that are dedicated to your life. Your duty is to learn how to be led by the Holy Spirit. I said, your duty is to learn how to be led by the Holy Spirit. Your duty is to know that this is what the Spirit is saying. So after you are born again, it's not time to go for parties and say, my life is supernatural. Yes, it is supernatural, but you must be led into the supernatural by the Holy Spirit. So how do I learn how to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit? Mm Mm-hmm. So when Satan tells you don't read your Bible, he's telling you stop the Holy Spirit from leading you into the supernatural life. When Satan tells you don't spend time to meditate and pray, he's telling you don't let the Holy Spirit lead you. Just sit there. Jesus will bring it. You must be led by the Holy Spirit into the supernatural life. have to learn it i said you have to learn how to be led by the holy spirit you have to learn it so listen being born again brings you a whole realm of work of whole realm of work so if you think that it says is a lazy way of blessings it is not if you think it's an easier way it's not it's not there's a lot of work because now you are a natural person. You know, you understand. When your body says, I need this, you hear it clearly. I mean, you don't pray to hear that you're hungry, do you? Your body gives you the signals and you know that you're hungry. Now, how do you hear what your Holy, what the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God is leading you to do? how you have to learn it because you see we all when we all got born again we are all baby christians just like i've learned how to speak when i was born as a baby i was not speaking i was crying that is what all babies do we all come crying but sooner than later we develop how to express our concerns and give away the crying as a means of expressing concerns and reserve it to certain moments. Is that not what we do? So, so that also now that you are born again, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, is the master implementer of God's plan for your life. You have to learn how to follow Him so that He can take you to which has a place that has been prepared for your life. You have to learn it. I said, you have to learn it. I said, you have to learn it. The only reason why you can be made the lawyer that you are supposed to be, the only reason why you can be made the engineer that you are supposed to be, whatever you are, is because you learned how to learn and read and understand. That, this is, that is how come they call you, what, what do they call you? What do they call you? Whatever you, they call you, that's how come you are. I was born a baby boy. Wee-weeing and poo-pooing like everybody else. But after some years, because I learned, I, I, I learned, I learned how to speak, I learned how to read, I learned how to understand what I read and all those things, and learning, 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 learning. Now, one, I, one, one day I woke up, now they say, you are doctor, me, doctor. Yes, that's what you are. And I accepted it. So also you must learn how to be led by the Spirit. Amen. Amen. I see you giving every effort, every attention to learning how to be led by the Holy Spirit. Because the fact that you are born again is a testament that your life is a supernatural life. I said your life is what? You have to experience it. At least if you didn't know, today I've told you. So don't go to heaven and tell God I didn't know. Because God will play this service to you. You think, you, you say, oh no, I'll forget. Don't worry, I'll forget. God will not allow you to forget. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The fifth or the sixth point is that after you are born again, you must do the work of God in order to experience the supernatural. You see, the supernatural things are actually for the work of God. So you must allow yourself to get into it to experience the supernatural. Is that not what Paul said? The Bible calls them good works. Good works. But you see, they are the works of God. Ephesians 2.10 For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in. now many of you that refuse to get yourself involved in the work of god you are refusing to get yourself in experiencing the supernatural aspect of your life oh yes you can't sit at home and not do or not be where the action is and yet expect to experience the action. And don't let TV deceive you. That makes you experience action movies in the comfort of your sitting room and think that the same thing is with God, that you would experience the supernatural without being present at where it occurs. Let me, let me just explain this briefly to you. You see, as you yield yourself, listen carefully, as you yield yourself to the work of God, you are actually yielding yourself to be trained on how to hear and how to be, follow the Holy Spirit. That's how it is. Let me say it again. As you yield yourself to the work of God, you're actually yielding yourself to learning how to hear from the Spirit. I didn't come to where I am by avoiding the work of God. I came to where I am by giving myself to the work of God. Not as a full-time pastor, but as a lay person. as a lay person. I said, as a lay person. I was working as a doctor and I was also doing the work of God. That is how come I grew in my ability to hear what the Spirit is saying. You shall hear what the Spirit is saying. I said, you shall hear what the Spirit is saying. So it's like, as you are in the dancing stars, you are in this, you are in this. If we do the right things we have to do, and that is not only lead you, I mean, allow you to be dancing, but also train you, give you the word of God, give you an opportunity to look after a few people and be their shepherd. And as we keep doing the different things, you are in the choir. If it's not only standing there to sing and be moving your body and singing, but you join and you are in. You, before you realize, you say, the spirit told me, don't do this business. And I didn't do it. And I'm glad I didn't do it. Yeah. You'll be, you be speaking and say, "Ah, about you? Since when did you start? You say, oh, I don't know, but it just came. No. You've been training for it. Please don't ask me to explain how it happens. I don't know how it happens. What I know is that the people who give themselves to it, they begin to walk in those things. That's what I know. So I've observed that the people who actually give themselves to the work of God, they experience the supernatural because they learn to now interact with the Holy Spirit. That's why I'm so happy. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge your presence to impart to us that power to rise up and to press into that which is ours. Thank you for your presence to always make us aware that we are supernatural beings through Christ our lives are supernatural lives may supernaturalness occurrences events be common in our lives because we believe it and have given ourselves to what will cause it to manifest. Thank you, Holy Spirit. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, you have an opportunity. You have to decide. It's your decision to come back to God and to accept his rulership over your life. By believing in Jesus Christ as the Son of God. As a Messiah who came to die for our sins. Who rose again on the third day. This belief is going to bring into your life that supernatural component that I've spoken of. And many things of your life are no longer be according to the natural. But there's going to be a supernatural dimension in your life every effort of your life will not just be an ordinary effort but it will be an effort with a supernatural component to it and it will bring forth much fruit it will yield much to the glory of god and to the beauty of your life but you first have to give up your way of independence your way of non-dependence on god and repent and say lord I come to submit to you. Every head bowed and every eye closed. You want to say, Pastor, this is what I want to do. Lift up your right hand wherever you are. Let me pray with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. Let me see the hand that is lifted up and say, Pastor, please don't leave me out. I'm here. I want the supernaturalness of my life. Lift it up so that I can pray with you. Lift it up. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the lifted hands. You who sees from heaven can see every hand that is lifted up. That is saying to you, Lord, I choose you. Please, you lift it up, your right hand. Just lift it up. Keep it up so that I can pray for you. I want God to see your heart, that you mean it and that you are not moved by what anybody thinks of you but all you want is your relationship right with God so lift up your right hand so that I can see and pray with you thank you Holy Spirit thank you Jesus thank you Father the lifted hand is not just a hand but it's a heart that cries to you and say Lord just as I am without one plea I come to you I come to surrender my life to you that you are God and I want you to be my God therefore accept me father keep me safe as I confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior let us pray this prayer together Heavenly Father Father. I thank you for today for today, I, come to you I come to you just as I am. Just as I, am. I, have no I have no argument to justify my waywardness. To justify my waywardness. But today, but today I, come to you I come to you because I know you as a loving God. I and I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I accept, jesus I accept jesus as the way to you, way to you. And, therefore and therefore i confess him as the messiah as, the messiah. as your son who came to die for my sins by his death and resurrection, resurrection. i have a new life Amen. through his blood I receive forgiveness of my sins. sins. Jesus, Jesus. I receive you you. as the Lord of my heart. heart. Lead me. Lead me me. me. through your spirit. spirit. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you for this precious life. Keep him, deliver him from evil and let him never walk alone but let him walk this life experiencing the supernatural dimension of his life i thank you father in jesus name amen Amen. father we bless you we give you praise amen we believe you've been blessed by this message to stay connected